the free for all roundtable round two on the roundtable today Sanira Chaudhry is here employment lawyer at Workley Law Robert Benzie Queens Park Bureau Chief for the Toronto Star Richard Krause is the host of the podcast Last Call with Richard Krause good morning everyone and actually let's start with the discussion and I think this is going to be an ongoing debate for weeks to come but it needs to be talked about Doug Ford's health care plan and Robert Benzie I'll start with you since you are the Queens Park Bureau Chief um, Jerry was remarking on the fact that even me and and uh, Scott Reed are not allergic to some changes to the healthcare system, so maybe we're getting somewhere. Well, and the other thing I think that Jerry was citing my colleague Martin Reichon's column, which is a very interesting and smart take, and, and with a lot of context, I think people don't realize that we already have about 900 uh, independent, so-called independent health facilities, private clinics, whether it's the Holly Street Endoscopy Clinic, or it's, it's the lab that you go to for your x-ray or your blood test, or your doctor's office, because doctors, of course, are contractors. They're, they're not employees of the government, for the most part. Um, we already have a private sector delivery role. The thing is, as long as it's a single-payer system, that's the key thing that people need to worry about. And I understand the, the, the concerns over pillaging uh, hospitals for these new clinics. But at the end of the day, I think if, if they can get the wait, waiting times down for, for a lot of procedures, then the government will be rewarded for this. If they, if they mess it up, then they'll be punished. Uh, Richard Krauss, I guess more than some, you've definitely had your brush with the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Do you have a different perspective? I don't. I mean, I've had really good experiences with the healthcare system, including, you know, a year or so ago when I had really like ugly surgery done and it was, uh, you know, beautifully accomplished at the hospital. The follow up's been amazing. But, you know, I do know that if I was sitting here waiting for a new hip and I had to wait for six or eight months or, or more uh, and I'm in pain every day, then, you know, I would want this. I would want uh, this backlog to disappear. So, I'm okay with uh, most of this, but I agree with Robert. If the you know government uh, buggers this up somehow, and all of a sudden people with large wallets are jumping lines, uh, you know, if uh, if we we start seeing some of the 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 single tier. Um, uh, payment that we have um, dissolving away and going into a, a, a two-tier system, I think people will be very upset. But as it is now, I think if we can get rid of the backlog, if we can just move things along, everyone talks about healthcare with the words, the system is broken, you know, in the same sentence all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a step forward. Well, in Sanira Chaudhary, people approach the medical system sometimes as if it's like the Catholic faith, and this is Vatican II, and the we're getting rid of the uh, Latin mass. I just, you know, a little tinkering is permitted, I think. Yeah, John. And I think if, if we all sit back and really think about it, we've been engaging with the private healthcare system for, for a while now, as Benzi sort of pointed out. I mean, if you go to the dentist, a lot of the time when you go to your own doctor or dermatologist, um, you know, I know a lot of pregnant women out there will will say that they've had to go to, you know, a private sector specialist at some point during their pregnancy. So this is something that we've been interacting with for a long time. Many, many people, of course, get great service. So uh, I don't 
think that this is going to be the big shift that we expect it to be. And I, I don't know why. Probably shouldn't have been surprised. But seeing that the five healthcare un- unions came out asking for a halt to this plan, I mean, it's pretty disappointing, I think, because it's, it's hard to find something wrong with this plan. And especially when we've had healthcare unions, um, as Richard pointed out earlier, saying that the system is broken, our healthcare workers are burnt out. Of course, exploring the expansion of healthcare is, I mean, at least at surface level, a wonderful solution to the healthcare burnout problem. Um, Robert, I'm going to come back to you because you were pointing out that there may be an error in the story we sent out uh, about one of our stories this morning. Uh, I don't think it's in dispute that the head of Metrolinx has had several pay increases, but not as many as have been documented by BlogTO, apparently. Well, I mean, the the story that uh, Joe sent out this morning says that Verster made, I don't know, was it a hundred and something thousand dollars in 2017, and then his salary is much more than that. It's eight times that now. But the problem is the the Sunshine List doesn't look at a full year in its first year. It just looks at what he made. He was hired in October, so that's October, November, December. That's what uh, what he made in in three months uh, that year or two months that year, um, not a full year. So it's an apples. To, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Is he overpaid? I don't know. Is Metrolinks well run? I don't know. I mean, I, I see lots of criticism about it, and 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 we have lots of concerns about lots of projects that they're supposed to be finishing that aren't finished yet, but I'm not really sure that this is as salacious a story as, uh, as perhaps our, our friends on you know, at the online uh, uh, news uh, service uh, thought. Right. Well, Sunir, if we do look at apples to apples, then we start with the first full year of salary, 506000 second full year, uh, 507000 then it goes to 742 then it goes to 838 I'd love some raises like that. Yeah, you know, I normally am on uh, Benzie's side and on a lot of these topics, but I've got to disagree with him here because in 2020, there's a 45% raise, I think, to 754000 And that's an odd year, I think, for, for, for a raise. We all know why in 2020. I think most of us can't recall using transit weekly, uh, much less daily. And so for a raise to be, um, you know, earmarked for a COVID year where really transit was shot down, I, I think it's, it, it, it does warrant a big question mark. Why was such a huge raise, 45% in 2020, given to the CEO of Metrolinx? I think that's a, it's, it's worthy of uh, of some investigation. I always remember, excuse me, Gord Sinclair Jr. being asked, is there anything wrong with being rich? And he said, yeah, sometimes people think they deserve it. So <laughs> Richard, <laughs> Richard Krauss, um, I always say that, especially when it comes to things like CEO and officer compensation, the people who make the choices are other rich, successful people, and everybody thinks they deserve it. I think that's probably true. Uh, but, you know, in 2021, the Eglinton Crosstown LRT uh, m- missed yet another deadline and uh, he took home another $100,000. I mean, it just it, it is kind of mind blowing that you're being patted on the back or patted in the wallet in the wallet and uh, you're missing deadline after deadline. I, You know, it, are there other things that are going spectacularly well? Maybe. If so, I'm, I'm not aware of them, but there have been just 
just so many issues with Metrolinx that uh, I just I, I don't I, I don't understand this. Let me stick with you for a second, Richard, because you've hosted shows here and you've seen what shows up on the text board and you've seen what shows <laughs> up on social media. And sometimes yep. it's downright angry. Sometimes it's threatening. And often it's based on false information and false mm -hmm. uh, you know impressions. So this brings me to the story of how the College of Surgeons and Doctors is sealing off its headquarters because they've received so many threats. And by the nature of the ones that I saw, it seems to be mostly people who are angry about vaccines. So, you know, when did we get to the point where these people somehow think they're manning the barricades in the French Revolution? I think that isolation uh, had a lot to do with this. I think that ooh, during the pandemic, when we were all stuck at home, stewing in our own juices under lockdown, uh, thinking about uh, the things that were happening in our lives. We don't have uh, the kind of work that we once had, perhaps, or we're underemployed, or we now have to work from home and manage having a bunch of kids running around at the same time. Um, all those things um, lead you to get a little bit more introspective, and either you figure out how you're going to live your life in that kind of situation, or you start to look outside and start blaming people. And I think that's essentially where a lot of this comes from. It's never been easier to reach out and give a piece of your mind to someone, whether it's on Twitter or social media or the text board at News Talk 1010 or via email to whoever it is that's irking you in that particular moment. And I think a lot of people have just let their guards down and have decided, you know, my opinion matters just as much as anyone else. I've done the quote unquote research online and I'm going to give anyone who wants to listen a piece of my mind uh, because I've just had enough. And I think it comes from this sense of isolation that people had and they're reaching out and they want their voices heard. And unfortunately, a lot of it is negative or, you know, bordering on downright dangerous. And that that's where it becomes an issue. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I would also add to this and I'll come to you, Sneera, on this. It seems that people who believe provably wrong things are increasingly resorting to violence. For example, the big lie, the idea that Donald Trump won the last election that prompted people to sack the Capitol. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure a, a lot of listeners have been watching some of the January 6th documentaries that have been um, that, that have been released lately and really getting a sense of the rabbit hole that many people have gone down just by, you know, casually scrolling through Facebook. So the availability of misinformation and the ability to very quickly assemble um, as a result of whether it's misinformation, false information, or what have you, um, is just so real and so quick now. Um, and, and on the medical piece, John, I think, you know, medical advice has, uh, the fact is it's become politicized, right? Ever since Trump uh, and Elon Musk, uh, rightly or wrongly, depending on which side you, side you think on, called for, you know, the, the, the head of Dr. Fauci, um, the way the healthcare and medical advice has been treated, I mean, we usually treated doctors as though they were neutral. We no longer do that. We often feel that doctors have some kind of political agenda. And it's really unfortunate to see that this is, you know, the step that um, the college had to take. And Robert Benzie, you'll get last word on this one. And worth pivoting from what uh, Sanira just said, there is a documentary coming out or out already, which is 90 minutes of slander against Dr. Fauci that is probably just going to make people even angrier. Yeah, and I think uh, both Sanira and Richard are right. I mean, the, the last three years have been really tough on people. 
and people spent a lot of time staring at their screens and um, being angry about this or angry about that and looking for someone to blame and, and also looking for for simplistic solutions to complex problems. And I think social media certainly amplifies that, but I'm not convinced that broader society is as dumb as social media sometimes makes us look. Do you know what I mean? I think that I think there are much, many more thinking people out there who aren't just staring at Twitter all day long. Thanks a lot. Good to have you all. Robert Benzie, Sanira Chaudhry, and Richard Krauss. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.